0: So, hello, I am Isabel Rivera. I work for
1: EHA Education, and we have the pleasure today to have with us Dr. Fiorella and Professor Papadaki, who are going to be talking with us about autoimmune neutropenias. Um, can you please introduce yourselves? Mm-hmm. Okay, my name is Francesca Fiorello, and then I am a pediatric rheumatologist. I've been interested. I work in a, a pediatric hospital, one of the three major hospitals in Italy, and I've been involved in Bovaroo failure and Neotropenia since uh, 2000. Thank you.
0: So, I'm Eleni Papadaki, or Helen Papadaki, and I'm Professor of Hematology in the University of Greece. I'm the Chair of the Department of Hematology and also of the Research Lab. And currently I'm also the chair of the Human Genoclon Cost Initiative, which is a, a large project that uh, implicates any type of nitropinium every time. Good. So we're going to be talking today about
1: auto-hygiene and we want to have an update on the
0: latest um, findings or about this. This is, uh, Can you begin, please, by explaining, by explaining what
1: autoimmune neutropenia is and how it's defined in a clinical setting? Yes, uh, autoimmune neutropenia is um, a reduction of absolute neutrophil count for children below 1,500, and uh, which is chronic lasting more than three months and uh, uh, which is uh, correlated co- co- with the presence of antibodies against shells. we believe that the mechanism is mainly due to the uh, to the antibodies but uh, we can also speculate some more other uh, mechanism
0: it's actually it's the same in the dance however the, we use it at upper limit as an upper count, as a lower limit, 1,800, according to the WHA. otherwise they, uh, the term is the same. And, however, in adults, we have to keep in mind that there are not only antibodies that may result in intubation, which is the traditional way. However, there the rest there may be also several mechanisms, which means activated T lymphocytes or natural killer so this is the, the slight difference between uh, the children and adults. That in adults, we have more often certain mechanisms compared to the, the, the children. And
1: like with this definition, do you think that many cases of autoimmune uh, uh, opinions are being missed, I'm a good enough definition. Yes, uh, I gave the definition of autoimmune neutropenia because of the presence of antibody, but we all know the pitfalls of this test because you can find this test negative for a number of times during the follow-up. And in this case, you define neutropenia as idiopathic, which is a nosopragic entity quite comparable with the autoimmune one. And uh, as Helen uh, uh, told before, also in children there are some supposed uh, cellular mechanisms that can contribute to the neutropenia. So the division between the autoimmune and idiopathic is slightly nosographic, but sometimes, at least in children, they have the same disorders in a way. So you have highlighted the difference between children and adults. Can you please explain further what the difference between this disease, the presentation in children and in adults is? So we know very well that uh, both, uh, both uh, uh, neutropenias and without antibodies that present very early to life uh, may uh, resolve at least in, uh, in the majority of cases. In, the, in these children the, the disorder is quite mild and uh, we observe the resolution but uh, we have about some cases last, and this is a connection with the
0: adult world. I think, yes, actually in adults who contrast to children where autoimmune neutropenia is a very common type, also particularly in rural children. And um, it, this is actually a mild, uh, a mild form of disorder that uh, resolves automatically in adults. First of all, they are underdiagnosed given that the antigenological traditionally, hematologists think that autoimmune is related always to antimicrobial antibodies, and then the diagnostic test is uh, very difficult to be performed in traditional laboratories. So sometimes the hematologists in adults do not send uh, this uh, test to the laboratories, while on the other hand, they do not have in mind that also cellular mechanisms may be implicated. So, in adults, uh, given the reality of this disease, uh, yes, it is underdiagnosed. So, um, he, this is uh, this is a difference between uh, between uh, the two uh, age, uh, age groups. And also, uh, we have to keep in mind that the, in adults, di- the diagnosis of autoimmune disease might be just the tip of the iceberg, because sometimes the, another disease is underlined, either a systemic autoimmune disease that does not present with uh, the typical symptoms and signs. So, another disease may be there and uh, may may result in the production of antibodies uh, or the presence of activated lymphocytes or sometimes, which is, of course it is not so poor, there, there, there might be a concentric disorder that has not I will, concentric, uh, you know, deficiency disorder which might be quite and has not given symptoms inside until they are hand So uh, I believe that, uh, and I'm, I'm totally convinced because we have um, uh, we have to uh, control many uh, European patients and I, I know that many cases are underdiagnosed and in case that we finally get this diagnosis we have to very broadly um, uh, investigate the patient for an artery disease. Yes, I
1: thanks to our uh, collaboration we found a, a point of connection between children and adults because those for that uh, do not uh, have remission uh, within 36 months usually as the uh, it says um, may last for a long time and sometimes um, these, uh, these uh, patients being the mind phenotypically expressed may not be diagnosed. So I can find a 14 years old, for example, girl or boy with neutropenia never diagnosed before, or probably Helen may find an adult, a young adult with neutropenia, never diagnosed before. And so we think that their neutropenia, in these cases, we can very early in life, but we did not uh, able to diagnose it because it was under uh, because there are they, it did not show any symptoms. And so, when I, I say connection, I mean this this fact. Uh, and uh, in our study that conducted in uh, long-lasting lupus or late onset, uh, we found a number of genes of immune dysregulation. That was the phenomenon that. Uh, uh, Helen cited before. So, the neutropenia is an aspect of some something that is going on down, and it, it is probably and there is a possibility that it develops in something else, I mean, by showing some autoimmune signs uh, that may be diagnosed later as a known uh, immunological or autoimmune disorders. So the. Mechanisms of pathogenesis are different in the case the in the cases in children that dissolve uh, spontaneously than the ones at last. Uh, in children, it has been uh, it has been seen, for example, in preterm babies, in uh, in rule the 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 new system is immature for definition. Maybe something like uh, uh, an inability to fight the autoimmune responses, and probably once you have the. Um, once you have gained the ability to respond, the neutropenia results. It is only having a Otherwise, if there is a defect, which is a congenital defect of answers against self antigen, all the things are different, I thought.
0: Yes, and um, hey, in adults, whenever we have uh, to investigate a patient that uh, comes for neutropenia, for the, for the diagnosis of uh, neutropenia, of course, we, among others, we perform the anti antibody testing. However, when it is uh, positive, we do not relax, because uh, this is the difference between adults and, and children. When we have uh, the presence of anti leptospiral bodies in the in an adult patient. We have to explore why. Is there any underlying disease? Is there any systemic disease there? Or is there any drug that might be implicated, you know? Sometimes uh, patients forget to mention drugs such as uh, natural supplements or, you know, uh, over-the-counter drugs. So you have to take a very careful medical history in order to exclude this, um, this possibility. On the other hand, um, apart expe- except the adult plant photos we always perform a full cytometric analysis, very simple from cytometric analysis, to identify the possible involvement of T cells of natural killer cells um, in the uh, in Etopinia. In 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 and um, when we have uh, such populations, we have a game to explore if there is any underlying disease. And further to what uh, Francesca said, in cases, in adult cases, that, that we find, you know, you may have very subtle uh, abnormalities, such as uh, um, a little bit low immunoglobulin levels, or some immune disturbances in the B or T cell Then we have to check for congenital uh, immune deficiencies. So perhaps there is, as Francesca said, in some cases, Perhaps there is some congenital basis mm-hmm. and we have this continuation from uh, the late-onset neutropenia in children and to the analog neutropenia. Yes. So it's very interesting for, for us and this is the importance to have um, registries of patients in order to, um, to explore the mm-hmm. metogenetic basis and the similar mm-hmm. clinical characteristics.
1: Yes, and if I can add, Ellen did some elegant experiment on bone marrow in which she showed that there is an inflammatory and an, an, a production of a negative cytokine that may affect the granulopoiesis and uh, this is probably one of the mechanisms that is underlying, and it is promoted by, um, by um, the presence or the absence of some class of uh, B B, subpopulation and T subpopulation. We are going to observe really a characteristic pattern in these uh, patients. Uh, I mentioned before uh, the the long elastic and the late onset in which there are um, a, a, a defective in the switch of missiles and there is a terminal effector uh, strange action within the marrow, uh, within the within the, the blood that, that can justify and sustain all the mechanisms. So, we had to go surely further to uh, demonstrate also in, in an adult the the t- the typical uh, subpopulation pattern. They that that can sustain all the stuff. Um, and how to treat autoimmune niboreas in the <laughs> different cases? Are
0: the different treatments depending on the mechanisms <laughs> that are on the line for this is this very nice question and a very interesting question because um, actually we do not treat you know neutropinians. we treat patients and regardless the duplicate counts, If the patient is well and does not have particularly in adults, but uh, it's also similar to children, if uh, the the patient does not have infections, and then, um, of course, I, I always am um, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm stressing the fact that we have to exclude that other disease, because if we identify, for example, the metropenia in the setting of this disease, we have to treat this disease. But in cases that we have what we call prime in your metropenia, if the patient does not have any infections, we do not treat the patients, because uh, Otherwise, we should give, for example, corticosteroids or other other um, medications that suppress thelyfoid system. and perhaps um, you know the benefits would be much lower than, uh, much, uh, yes, but much, uh, much lower than the harmless. So we do not treat the patients uh, if, um, in primary autoimmunetropopenis in adults if the patient does not have infections. If the patient has infection, we may try with very small doses of GCSF because usually given that the bone marrow is usually normal in primary autoimmune lupus, the patients respond with very tiny doses of GCSF. So, to, to summarize, and when we have a primary autoimmune lupus, we do not treat if the patient does not have any problems, uh, particularly infections, and if he or she has infections, we treat with very tiny doses of GCSA. If to opinion is uh, the result of a systemic disease or a uh, disorder, etc., we have to focus on the other disease. Yes, uh, I'm
1: really in a similar mood and uh, I, I can underline two things in uh, in children. The the first is that uh, in 90 percent the clinical the clinical picture is mild, and uh, they do not need our treatment. But if um, uh, there are um, a little portion from 10 to 12 percent, according to the literature, in which. uh, neutropenia has a severe picture. Uh, For example, uh, a lot of um, children are presented to us with the and mastoidaritis and for example the palsy of the seventh pair of nerves, which is quite uh, uh, severe, or perianal abscess. And in these cases, we have to um, treat neutropenia in order to uh, to clear infection and to be sure that the infection is clear uh, at all. Because, for example, the recurrence of otitis can give some persistent damage to internal air. And so, um, mm-hmm. this is, these are the, the points we must have attention regarding the sign in a little portion and in those in those okay. cases, this is the second concept, we have to do a very attentive different differential diagnosis with the congenital form because they can mimic in some ways, in some little part, a congenital form. So sometimes we, we are not able to distinguish at the beginning of the diagnosis, but we had to follow the, 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 the child until he or, he or she reached the, 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 the remission or until we have some more data on, for example, bone marrow or uh, genetics, that help us to distinguish the, the, the two forms. So not for all, it's, it's a benign form to to summarize. And the, the, the thing is, try to, um, um, and yeah. distinguish uh, we, which kind of opinion we are facing with. So. And in the cases of the, both children and adults where the case is mild and the neutropenia is there but you don't treat it, will you follow these patients? I do Time to see if something happens. Will you follow the history and see if they
0: never need a treatment or um, How much do you need to keep an eye on that? (laughs) You know, idiopathic, as we always do, in what we call idiopathic in uh, in medicine, Mm -hmm. it actually means that we do not know what happens there. And we do not have any any diagnosis there. So idiopathic is an exclusion diagnosis. And therefore, whenever in adults have this diagnosis, primary or idiopathic, uh, even even though we do not the patient does not need any treatment. However, we have to very carefully follow up this patient. Have the follow up in this patients just in case to develop any other disease. So case uh, we have to have a very careful follow up of this patient in order to exclude any any other disease that did not come out from the beginning.
1: Yes, also in children, the the significance of following them is first of all to intercept the, the, the moment in which the Neoflopenia remains, which is the first goal. Uh, in, in the case uh, without remission we follow them and we have uh, um, learned a lot from adults, Try to do the least uh, the least exam as possible in, in a in, in period of every three, four months and not so frequent in order not to Mm-hmm. To have a, 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 um, some torture to the to yes yes the patient yes yes because sometimes it's the family that complain for is too much for the patient yes right? yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. For for the, yes. yes for yes. the family yes mm-hmm. and. Uh, we have learned also that in some cases we have not put in keto the marrow. for example, we have discussed a lot on this stuff, mainly in those patients that have their peripheral but count stable. And so, probably what we can do is to deepen the neurological aspect in those classes that do not permit and um, and also to apply the genetics test but they, uh, that are uh, going more and more uh, specific for these kind of disorders and and them sensible. We thank you very much for your time. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Another. Thank you. Yes. It's a pleasure. <laughs> it's a
0: pleasure.